0: I bought something. Whoa! This is this is a uh, a quadrennial event. I feel like it's four times a year. I buy something.
1: I feel like we bought stuff though, kind of frequently. recently. have we not? Have we? Have I? I don't know. I mean, I'm always buying shit. So
0: yeah, you go first. You go first. Let's let's. Oh,
2: I guess it's less special. Yeah.
0: Anyone else go first? Yeah, we, we gotta we gotta build this up.
2: Okay. I on eBay I found uh, these uh, made in USA a totally unworn I think 80s Levi's 517s, you know the bootcut Levi's, totally crisp, totally brand new, everything intact for $42. So What
0: era? 80s I think. 80s. Wow. Yeah. They have red lines still or they No. Is, yeah, I don't know if you could even get them on a cut like that, because like boot cuts, it's impossible to make the pattern and maintain the yeah. selvage, right?
2: I don't think that the boot cuts were ever um, selvage. But yeah, I think they're either late 80s, early 90s. And I'm just so stoked. I don't really want to break in another pair of jeans, but it'll be cool to have them. And, I, and, there were, and there was another pair that I almost bought also my size, but I decided leave that for some other lucky 31 waist out there.
1: Can you ask your friend to break them in? Go do some some hard chores and and some boot cuts.
2: <laughs> I've given him too many pants. I I gave him a pair of uh, shakos that I want him to wear in, so we can use them as a sample for the store. Um, uh, yeah, he's only one man.
0: <laughs> you need to get a whole network here. Does he? He has coworkers, right? He works
2: solo, but
0: uh, uh, I should colleagues. I should, I should cultivate yeah a
2: network of you know, working men in my size,
0: <laughs> yeah. my size and they height. So many legs <laughs> and so little time.
1: I just like that this man has to show up to his jobs with both a toolbox and like a wardrobe kit. Cause he's got
2: to make like three or four <laughs> outfit changes throughout just based on the pant volume Albert's provided. He broke, he, he worked for like two, a week straight in my stand rays and he gave him back. And I will say, like, the pang of, like, guilt I felt about this was very strong. It did feel very wrong. And, like, and I'm glad there are more break- broken in now. They look, good, look better. But it's just, it is a weird, it's a weird sensation to uh, have outsourced that labor. I feel like it's, like, kind of like an ocean
1: soak though. you just kind of got to walk that shame and guilt dry. <laughs> like, you just, you just wear them enough and it'll wear off. It'll be fine. they will stop leaving a trail wherever you go.
0: But it's not like you're ruining, uh, you're wasting anything there because he was going to have to wear some pants while doing this work. And it's not like it was done by like a belt sander actively against the pants. What, what kind of work does he do? What kind of a contractor?
2: I mean, he does, he, he also does like handyman stuff. So he'll do kind of any and all like retiling or like, et- um, building so you have cabinets. to worry about
0: paint and grouts and like other things getting on these pants. Like it's, it's a, it's a gamble.
2: It's a gamble, but you know, he, <laughs> he, uh, he also ha he's bought stuff from the heddle shop and he like religiously wears Stan Ray now. So it's not like so crazy to give him a pair of Stan rays to break in. Cause that's what he's wearing to work anyways. Um, and he's a little shorter than me and he likes the longer inseam scene because apparently then he just like, he leaves it long when he's like on his knees and stuff. And then nothing gets in his shoes or boots while he's working. So.
0: Is there an element of stolen valor there though? If you like wear these pants and they're like, Oh, someone's like, what's that stain? Like, Oh, I was retiling a bathroom and <laughs> yeah, I got a little bit of uh some sealant on there. It's no big deal.
2: Yeah. That's, I think, I think if I let this go on too long, there would be that element of stolen. I mean, but like, no more so than, like, someone buying paint splattered jeans online, right? Or, like, or or buying any... I guess the difference is, like, I at least know where it came from, right? I know who did the work, uh, and that, yeah. So, I also, like, I also gave him some stuff of mine that he just wears for himself that fits him. It's not to break in. So, I've paid him an end product, too.
0: hmm it's, it's not stolen. It's... Uh... Transactionally cons- consensual valor,
2: yeah. Transactionally consensual valor, exactly. It's the kind of valor we support.
0: Yeah, truly, consent is very important to us here on Blowout.
2: But that that the but all all of that stuff aside, I probably won't give him these to wear. The five one sevens. I think I got to do that work myself.
0: It reminds me of a friend they had that worked at uh, Ralph Lauren, and he had a. He was in like the finishes department, and he went to one of the factories in China, and said one of the finishes you could get was called Man with Stick, and it was just a guy there that had a stick that he would <laughs> dip in a paint bucket. And he would like flick it, and it would flick the paint at the jeans. And like the 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 entire appeal of Man with Stick, which was the like highest like like most expensive one, is that every pair of pants would be different because it would like the guy couldn't flick the stick the same way every time.
1: His inconsistency was actually his value.
0: Yes, exactly. Because like, you, man with stick could not recreate the same thing twice. So like, you've got your own man with stick here, Albert. But, uh, Reed, what do you got? What, what's what's coming in and out of the hangar?
1: Uh, I bought on like crazy discount. I think the last thing I got was some ERL cords. The like the comb sublabel. Um, they're like the. The whales are so wide. It looks like a dog toy it is the best I can decide. I think it's like a two whale count. Um, yeah, they're black. They've got like a little darting at the knee. Like we were talking about. That was a self-serving prediction.
2: Are they the wide leg?
1: Yeah, it's pretty wide. It's not as wide as I thought I'd be, It'd be, to be totally honest. Like I bought a small cause that was all they had left. And I thought like, I was like, yeah, like the waist will for sure fit. And like, it definitely does. Um, and they're, baggy but they're not like baggy for me if that makes sense like the fabric is not touching anywhere but I'm like I could use a little more a little more volume in my life but I like them they're good They'll, they'll. I'll figure out a way to get to get good wear out of them they're less sloppy than other cords I have too so I'll probably actually wear them like to work
0: it's April we can squeeze in a few more weeks of cord wear
1: Yeah, they're really heavy. I had them on the other day before like I was about to go out, and I took my dog out, and I was like, yeah, these ones aren't going to fly tonight. But, yeah, I mean, I feel like that fabric has just entirely taken over my winter wardrobe in some capacity because I got those, like, crushed velvet EG pants, too, that I've been wearing, which is basically just, like, corduroy without the ridges.
2: Fall, winter, we'll have to get velvet little labrador pants for you, Reed. Mm
1: -hmm. They do a thick whale. Sign me up. Love love me love me some velvet or thick whale, whichever one. David, what'd you buy? You
3: got us on the edge of our seat. Running shoes? Yes.
0: I got the V5s. How do you like them? More than I want to. I told you. I yeah. told you. They're good. They're really they, they, comfortable. They... They're really comfortable. <laughs> they're really well made. I could try them on in person, and they fit a sweet spot for me of being a not horrible-looking shoe that I can walk long distances in and also run in them.
1: And when they look, when you look down, they look more like the old ones than you thought they would, right? Like when you're like yeah. looking straight down.
0: And they're replaceable too, because like you know, you can find this shoe anywhere, anytime, any place. Yeah, but. Yeah, I'm. I'm satisfied.
2: It's funny how it catches up with you.
0: Mm-hmm. It's an ex- extremely practical shoe.
2: I've been wearing mine a lot. I've been going to the gym again, and it's walking distance, and I and I walk to the gym in those, and I just I I'm not able to run yet because of my ankle, but like they're so comfy, they feel so good, more so than any of my other New Balances, also.
0: Yeah, V fives. They they
1: they did it. At some point, I feel like we're going to have to do like a like a general release, a general release uh, all stars or something like that. Just like like a for the people things you can always get your hands on like those V5s, because I do think there's crazy value in something that you can just replace. Like, especially when we are like, we're constantly in this like ecosystem of like, I need to buy three if I like it because I'll never see it again.
0: Yeah, which is often the way in running shoes, as we've discussed. Yeah, I mean, they'll just. They'll destroy the last, they'll
1: make something, like, it's just like, you know, but like, especially just in, just in general, I kind of feel like there's like some great general release stuff out there, and there always has been, but it's just, doesn't get the love, you know?
0: Welcome back to Blowout. It's me and Albert and Reed is uh, waist deep in a Russian scam sneaker site. <laughs> it's
1: so good, it's so good.
0: <laughs> but uh, we're mostly here. We're we're mostly here today, and uh, it's a beautiful spring day here, at least in Colorado. I don't know what you all are experiencing, but uh, I'd say now that we're moving into spring, it's the season where layering is probably the most important. Uh, layering plays the biggest factor, I think, in spring than any other season. At On Friday here, we're going to have a high of 67 and a low of 32, so it's like a 35 degree temperature swing. And how do you dress for that? Like, what do you put on in the morning? It's, it's like this is uh, very difficult of like what layers you have to have to go on and off during that uh, massive temperature fluctuation. And this has become even more difficult for people that are being dragged back into the offices and also have to balance a company dress code. So I'm just trying to imagine if there was a, a piece of clothing that could help you layer during changing weather, but also fitting in with your company's corporate culture. I have no ideas. What do what, what you guys uh, have any guesses for what could fill this void?
2: You're kind of leading the witnesses here again, aren't you, David?
0: I do this all the time. I do this every week. Talking about fuzzy socks, right?
1: (laughs) Just big, chunky, fuzzy socks.
0: Well, maybe you don't have an answer, but NPR has an answer, which is, long associated with Wall Street and Silicon Valley, the Patagonia vest has endured as a tribal symbol of finance and tech, but those who've dared in recent weeks to put on their vests in San Francisco have been the target of a resistance of sorts. Urgent. Stop wearing vests, implore flyers plastered around the city. You live in San Francisco now. It's time to start acting like it. It's the latest show of frustration from city residents against the tech workers that many blame for making the city one of the nation's most expensive. Not everyone who sports a Patagonia vest is a tech bro, says proud Patagonia vest wearer Sam Runkle. He says, the kind of people who wear Patagonia are maybe raising rents and maybe are the kind of people that these other groups are trying to push back on. He said, on a recent afternoon, as he played fetch with his golden retriever with a lacrosse stick and ball in a <laughs> grassy field overlooking San Francisco Bay. Just love those details. Love that they're... It's
1: pretty damning. Cool. Yeah, he's at Fort Mason for sure.
0: But there's another cohort of people who do wear Patagonia who are not all part of that. Or not at all part of that. For instance, Runkel, who works in sales at the start- software startup Payload which is not spelled how you'd want to spell it, um, says of his digs in the uh, city's trendy marina neighborhood, not Fort Mason Marina.
1: Fort Mason the marina, we're good.
0: Uh, I live in a four-bedroom that's really a two-bedroom with a plywood wall, so I don't think I'm raising any rents. And he notes a Patagonia vest is a practical in San Francisco, the perfect windshield for a city on the tip of a peninsula. So Sam is clearly in denial. You can see in the picture here that... Uh, he has a lacrosse stick, a golden retriever, what appear to be rainbow flip flops and chubbies on. Um, but, Reed, as our former resident San Franciscan, can you confirm the assessment of the vest as the ideal Bay Area garment? So, I
1: guess to run a correction, he's uh, at Chrissy Field. Fort Mason is the little uh, like peach and red building you can see in the background, or like yellow and red building you can see in the background over his shoulder. Yeah, but he's not wrong. Like, Like San Francisco is a weird climate, I guess. Like San Francisco is probably not the most in like, it's not something you should be modeling anything after. Like San Francisco is just a perpetual light jacket place. You have like a few weeks where it's above 70 every year and you have a few weeks where it's below 50, but like otherwise it's just in this like 55 to 60, I don't know, nine 70 coffee coffin corner. Like some, like depending on where you are in the city too, could be completely different. Um, Francisco was like the first place where I realized like I had to bring not changes, but like forward like layers were functional. And so vests are like pretty good in that regard where, I mean, I will say like I've, the number of times where I've been like, wow, my core is really cold, but my arms could use a break is like <laughs> kind of minimal. Um, like an amendment. A, yeah. You know, it's like, I'm currently wearing a vest completely in a bit and like, I am a little hot. To be totally honest, because I'm indoors. But uh I yeah, like when I went out to walk my dog yesterday and it was like right around 50, I had a vest on to start just over a hoodie, and I was like, this will be perfect. And I walked outside and I was like, absolutely not, I need a real jacket. And so uh, I mean, I do think like the the spirit of a vest is is proper, but uh, especially for San Francisco, like I have this TSS short sleeve, puffy thing it's like a t-shirt but a jacket um and it is wildly impractical it's waterproof for some reason even though like stops before the elbow but i got a ton of wear out of that in san francisco and i have like five weeks to wear it here so sf does allow you to get to get like pretty weird with the layers just because and i feel like anything can be practical It's foggy all the time it's kind of wet not really super windy so like the tech fabric works well like unfortunately Like, I remember people used to be super excited about acronym because of the functionality. And it's like, I think this is the only place where, like, there are people, like, actively hunting the pockets down on their acronym. Like, meetups to to take photographs of acronym shit.
0: It surprised me that acronym... Well, I guess it doesn't surprise me that acronym is doing well in San Francisco because it's the place where, like... People would get off on that and have the money to afford it.
1: You'd hear like every time someone would be wearing it, they'd be like, he filed for four patents for this one. And it's like, okay, very cool.
0: (laughs) It is the most like programmer, like techie of, of brands. And I still think acronym is very cool.
1: Oh, it's yeah. No, it's awesome. Like it's great stuff. There's no
0: denigration to it, but yeah, like for people that want to maximize like functionality, and like, see that like, oh, the price tag is I'm getting all these features and this proprietary stuff in my clothing. Like, yeah, by acronym.
1: But yeah, my ex-girlfriend's like the CEO of the company, the startup she worked at for a while. He was like a head to toe acronym guy every day.
0: Wow. Not a drop of water is getting in or out of that outfit. No, yeah. He is sealed. <laughs> like,
1: hermetically sealed from <laughs> the neck a, all the way to human the Human
0: terrarium. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Whatever he smelled like coming out of the shower is the exact smell he has going inside that the whole day, but yeah, no, he like I, so I feel like I mean I do I just read the the broke ass Stewart, like he didn't write the flyer, I'm guessing, but he posted the flyer. um saying that they look like a Republican wearing vests. like that's kind of funny. I get away. Um, I don't know if that's like necessarily the case. Like I feel like like salmon shorts are like a far better giveaway. Or or like there's there's probably like, you know, at this point like having like nine flags on your car is a better sign than like any particular garment um or non-sports jerseys.
0: Continuing on here that uh, about how you would spot these in San Francisco is uh, on a recent afternoon in the city's financial district, a group of colleagues at a fintech firm strolled out of their office building, some in their vests. Among them, Ferris Edgelooney, who said he just started two weeks ago. In preparation, because I knew I wasn't wearing a suit, I bought three vests, he said. I made sure not to get a Patagonia one. I didn't want to get stereotyped. So I got non-labeled vests for that reason." He acknowledges that, yes, he might look like a tech or finance bro, but so what? It's part of the uniform, and it fits. I like the way vests look on me. They make your shoulders look big. I'm a guy, so big shoulders help, he said. Which is uh, not mad, totally not mad, added uh, at the end of that comment. Um, But I feel like there's a few things going on here. Like, first, you're sort of seeing the death of the suit. In these formerly suited professions, and uh, it has to be replaced by something, um, because all of these industries that are ditching the suit are still extremely conformist, and like nobody wants the color outside the line. So it's like, okay, vest. This is the thing. And yeah, you know, the the finance and engineering types that work these jobs aren't stereotypically the most stylistically daring. So this vest it fits the, that that hole quite well that it's more practical, comfortable and cheaper than a suit. Um but I can understand why you're going to get stereotyped as that because like it was even worse in New York. You wander around Midtown and you see the guys wearing like khakis and their like blue oxford cloth button-downs and their vests and go like, "Okay, I know exactly who that person is."
1: Or the uh the J. Crew Gingham shirt that spawned the Instagram account, that J. Crew Gingham <laughs> shirt, where it was just like 15 dudes in the same bar wearing the exact same fucking shirt. Like this is like circa 2014. Um is the Navy Blue Gingham shirt. Like, I think every dude between a certain age who has lived in a city owns this shirt or has owned this shirt or a variation on it. But yeah, that does track in the sense where it's just like, I think I think there's a comfort level. Like when uh when people aren't buying like your look from like the neck down anyway, when it's just like, I need to fit in. It's like, then fit in hard, I guess.
0: Yeah. It's like, these are the people that aren't listening to us, aren't reading about clothes online. They're just like, what, what do I need to wear to not be noticed is I feel like a, a, a pretty normal thing in a lot of these careers, at least for people that I know that work these jobs of like, I don't want to make any waves. I just want to show up to it and go home. And the vest is the answer.
2: The vest is the answer. I mean, I think for everyone else the vest is I mean, I think like the sweater vest, the tank top, the armless things. Everybody else wants those right now, I feel
0: like. The sweater vest and t shirt look? The uh mm-hmm. uh the Doug the Doug, the funny. Doug funny. Yeah,
1: <laughs> the Doug Funny, just going full funny. Uh
0: there are two types of guys. There's Doug Funnies uh and there's Oh god, I'm blanking on the name Roger, of it, the. Roger Roger Klotz. Roger Klotz, because like a skeeter is just a version of a Doug, but you're either a, a Doug or you're a, a Roger.
1: Yeah, Roger's the sensitive dude who drove a monster <laughs> truck.
0: Um But I guess the other thing that I'm thinking of here is that aside from yeah, you know, these guys, they want to wear it to fit in, but they're sticking, like ironically, they're sticking out in their city that everyone in the office, like they can form, but outside of the office, everybody hates them. Uh, Because there's this backlash of the vest wearers seen as a marker of like pricing out the real people like that live in the city. And, yeah, housing prices are rising astronomically against uh, the rate of wages or inflation. But and I could see the resentment building because like people in like San Francisco know what a vest wearer like earns and seeing more of them in the city plus rent going up is naturally going to like say like, oh, I'm competing with these people for housing stock. But I also don't see how you can fault the the vest, uh, the vesties uh, for this since housing scarcity is a much larger systemic issue and like cost in a city. And like it's the the vest wearers are just trying to figure that out. They just happen to be in a much better position to do it because they're making more money at these vest wearing establishments and their real villain is municipal zoning and NIMBY boomer homeowners. The
1: real journey was the friends we made all along. No, I think you I think you're right in in that sense. I think I mean I, first off I think companies didn't do themselves a f- any favors with like the whole like fucking like corporate merch boom of the 2010s. Mm-hmm. Where like I remember when I was like going when I was working at the Bay Guardian in San Francisco like I could just tell based on what like was either like embroidered on your backpack or on your chest, what floor you were going to get off on, on the building. Like, like this is like early in the Twitch days and they were in the building. I was like, Oh, you're on nine. Cause you have a Twitch shirt. Like, you know, and it's like, they like, mm-hmm. no one even needed to press buttons. button. You just like, would sort of like go to your spot. But, and then people would look at us. Like we were crazy at the newspaper. Cause a, we were on the top floor and be like, none of us wore anything that was congruous with our job.
0: Um, you're your own human. You haven't been marked or branded. Well, like there's also
1: like no SF media group merch. Like we were just trying to hang on for dear life. But, um, yeah, so like, I think that, you know, like emblazing it, emblazoning it on your chest for forever. And like the real, like the real moneyed ones would get the Patagonia, like bespoke shit. Right. And then Patagonia had like a mutiny against those people and are like, we're not going to make corporate gear anymore. A couple yeah. of years back, I remember.
0: I reread the announcement and it was like, Oh, we're, we're stop doing corporate goods because you know, like people don't wear them as long cause they change jobs and they get rid of them. But like, that's not why they did it.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> they didn't want to
0: a- be associated with hedge funds or exactly. like FinTech or anything anymore.
1: And I think like the evidence, or I guess my evidence that it's like a useful garment is like Patagonia makes it and they tend to make useful shit. And like, they made it not for a tech bro. They made it specifically as like a fucking outwear outer outdoors layer, like something that you could pop on, take off and using it as an intermediary when you're like hiking or something, when you need to maintain core temperature or whatever the idea was behind it originally. So it's like, there has to be an applicable use to it. That's not just like outing yourself as a FinTech sales guy Mm -hmm. from jump street. But I, it is like an interesting an interesting marker of like I'm sure there's a practical reason for all birds, right? Yeah. But it's like if you're wearing all birds, you're a, either the parent of someone in tech or working in tech and you want to talk to me about merino wool and like the fucking whatever rubber they use on the sole. And I would like, bless you, I don't, I don't care. Um <laughs> they they look like all birds, but it's like, you know, like I think like patagonia probably has a better case for making a vest than all birds did for making wool sh-
2: wool sneakers um and is that the innovation is that the innovation that they're wool yeah,
0: yeah they're all, you know wool it's wool. Yeah, you know it's like it natural moisture
1: and like you know it's like it, it doesn't smell bad because it's and it's dead. sustainably
0: harvested yeah, that's what they tell There's you
1: something. um and yeah, but like <laughs> exactly. You know, it's like cloud walkers. You're walking on a cloud. Good job, like it's air air force. I don't know what. Um But yeah, I think like like the Baconator, like Wendy's wouldn't have put out the Baconator if there wasn't an audience for it, even though we hate Wendy's for making the Baconator, and it's like, I don't know, man, it's still on the fucking menu. People are buying it. Um, you know, I think that vests are sort of just like a a a marker, an easy marker in a city, like an easy identifier unfortunately for the type of shit that people in san francisco are getting frustrated with
0: yes and i think that's why the vests are good actually
1: outing themselves
0: yes like i wouldn't be caught dead wearing one of them even though i am currently wearing a vest not that vest but like i appreciate the cultural shorthand of seeing someone wearing one and knowing that like Someone wearing a Patagonia vest and all birds and like a hedge fund logo on their vest knows, like, okay, they're probably going to talk to me about merino wool and uh, about how like Ethereum is an unstable like, currency or something like that. And I'm like, I don't want to have that conversation. That just saved me a bunch of time.
2: Similarly, like Chubbies, which that guy is wearing, has like now tried to contact me twice to like give me Chubbies to wear on TikTok. And I think they are also so tied to like the Vineyard Bar- Vines contingent. And I associate it also with, with the kind of people we're describing.
1: Yeah, they're Vineyard Vines, like kid brother with a sense of humor. They were, I think they started in San Francisco too, I believe. They, yeah, like, they played they,
0: ultimate. They didn't play lacrosse.
1: Yeah, like they, I remember they had like a store on Union in the marina around where this guy was. And I think you're totally right as far as like Chubby's being part of that like whole... Like on the weekend, we wear chubbies situation. Mm -hmm.
0: This is why I don't know. I don't know why the anti-vest people like the vest did nothing wrong. And I don't know why they want them to take the vest off unless these were people that previously liked wearing vests and don't like being associated with them now.
1: But like, that's the thing I think is actually happening. They're like, you live in San Francisco, you don't need a vest. It's like, no, you live in San Francisco. This is the one place where it makes sense.
0: And now they're mad about it. These anti-vest flyer people
1: yeah completely i think they want their vests back
0: yeah that's i i I think it's good to be able to identify them easily in the same way of like people i know that are complaining about like oh there's all these guys with like gun pics on dating apps or like wearing trump hats of like don't you want to see that and like make that decision in four seconds rather than waste time on it Mm -hmm. yeah i'm pro vest we need, the same, we need the same thing,
1: but for people who just got back from their first Burning Man. <laughs> I don't care if you've been a three, like three, we can talk, but like, I just need the, the thing that tells me that I just returned within a month from my first Burning Man experience. And I'm about to tell you how it's going to change your life.
0: A 25 minute conversation in a corner of a party. <laughs>
1: yeah, just having to agree to go to this thing just to get
0: myself the fuck out of there. Like, oh, whoa art cars. I, I, I never heard about those before. <laughs> steampunk, great. Cool. I don't know. Like, I, I think this, this article is kind of silly and uh, people should wear what expresses them the best, which I think for a lot of people, these vests are one of the truest forms of self-expression. Same with all birds and Chubbies and everything else like lumped into that category. And so keep on keeping on.
2: We need to know who you are from a ways away.
0: Yeah, that's what clothing does. I mean, like, I'm sorry if it's like, we're all judgmental assholes deep down when you see someone wearing something and like something that has such strong connotations to it, it's going to make a difference.
1: Shine on you vest wearing diamonds.
0: Yeah, I I appreciate the guy that says like, oh, I didn't get the Patagonia logo because I didn't want to be stereotyped. So I just bought three non-branded vests. Like also who needs three of the same vest?
1: Well, no, I think he needs him for mood. Oh, right. You no, know, we caught him on. We caught him on Olive Drab Day.
0: Uh-huh. I Bald do appreciate. Yeah,
1: right. I do appreciate that the NPR culture like editor was like, "Hey, go see like SF Chronicle ran something on this. Go see what you got." Like, immediately found like ten people wearing vests just outside the office, willing to talk about their vests. I do think it is a nice little proof of concept. Like, I think it definitely passes the New York times trend piece metric.
0: Well, if you want a non Patagonia vest, we have some incredible ones made by Strauss Malcolm out of Faribault Woolen mills blankets wearing one right now. Fantastic layering piece available at shop.heddles.com. They're on sale and you can take an additional 10% off with the code blowout. So if you want to get vested, but not be a, uh, not be as identifiable as a vest person. This is a this is way to go.
1: Vests are great.
0: They don't get enough love. So we, uh, we're all here to, to give them some love. Even though uh, the, our FinTech vampires are trying to suck it away. Don't let them have it.
1: And if you are a FinTech vampire, enjoy your vest.
0: Mm-hmm. Enjoy it. Please keep wearing it. Uh All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll be back in just a second to talk some product. We live in a fast-paced world. Sometimes you just need to slow down and stop. Heddles Plus, the new membership program of exclusive content, giveaways, discounts, and a community chat forum. Try a month free with the code Blowout. Well, welcome back to that special segment we call Product Talk. We got a wide variety of items to discuss today. Leading off, the uh, Knickerbocker by Clemon Demori Sandal, which I, I, I don't know if we're ready for this yet. That uh, is my, my friend's Iranian dad is who I associate with this, like born and raised in Tehran. Um, and or the dude, because like this is... This seems like the place, like the next uh, level up from Haraches, that you've got like a a healed sandal, healed leather sandal. What do we think? Are we ready yet? It's the Mary James.
1: Yeah. Instead of a Mary Jane.
0: Yeah, it's like the uh, a a a Jane. Yeah, you know.
2: I, I've I've seen a few brands doing this and you know, anything that Cleman is doing is like a Paraboot rip in some form. And I know Paraboot was kind of pushing this. And then I've seen shoe brands try and push this. And I just don't think it's happening. I don't know who's going to, I, you know, you could see, I've seen like look books where people wear these, but I've never seen, but I've rarely seen, I've seen them on one person in real life. Um,
0: yeah, me too. My friend's Iranian dad, Bayzad. He rocked them with some cargo shorts and a polo. Yeah,
1: but that's kind of sick. That's a fucking that. That's a a very large fit right there. But they're not for me. But Union made stocked like a pair of para boot Mary Janes, basically. Like I don't know what else to call them. Like they were just like yeah, Manny James, Janes. Um, they uh, they are definitely a lookbook shoe, but they can be taken outside of the lookbook. I don't see them catching on in like. Full throated, but I, I gotta say, like, as a long time like mule slash clog enthusiast, uh, I did not see the sort of like wide scale adoption of that shit either. Mm-hmm. Um, I think these are slightly daintier and like definitely like a little bit more like I'm a little lad who loves berries and cream. I, mm-hmm. I don't definitely know. A pinky out shoe, <laughs> yeah. Like, and it's like <laughs> I really mean nothing by it, it's just like they're dainty, you know, it's like you're showing like. But at the same time, I think they're kind of cool. Like, I don't know if they're for me because they got a back, but uh, my buddy who makes the Chilbys has been cutting them out.
2: It reads like German tourist in Greece to me, you know? That's what I see from the- where you got like a passport case around your neck. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> but what do you wear this with? I could only see like Columbia performance fishing gear. Yeah, or Ecru linen pants that like have four inches of stack. Or a pair of Gurkha shorts with, like, a two-inch inseam. That's, I, I don't see anything in between that would work with these.
1: I think zip-off cargoes without the bottom. You're in good shape. Uh,
0: I'm talking about trying to, like, make it work, not oh. just not the stereotype. Oh.
2: David, I think you're right that somebody that would wear a Gurkha pant or short would wear these. The cross, like... That's the the middle of the Venn yeah. diagram, you know? i much
0: a, a Jay Peterman enthusiast.
1: One of the better customers that we had used to wear these now that I'm remembering. And he would wear them with like a pair of like M65-ish silhouette pants with the cinch at the bottom. And like they actually, they worked cool. pretty well. Like, so like it would he would like gather it all at the bottom and then that, that worked. Um, it's definitely a look. Like we were talking about last week, you'll be, you'll be discussing, you'll be, people
2: will be talking about it. Maybe this is the summer I break in my huaraches, you know?
0: It's finally time. Yeah, I've been yeah. rocking mine for like five years. They're great. Once you, once you get through the bleed, it's, it's uh, smooth sailing.
1: I don't know if I'll get through the bleed. Your Achilles just start crying in like the, ed- the end of April, David, knowing that they're about to be approaching huarache <laughs> season. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like,
0: uh, here it comes. I, I have worn them uh, this season and they were fine. I wore them with really big pleated khakis and a, a black T-shirt Ooh. to to go buy charcoal. It's a <laughs> great fit for that.
1: This is my charcoal purchasing fit.
0: This is my charcoal fit. What a good I'll fit! Get black dust what, on this. what a David vibe. Mm-hmm. But uh, so we're not ready yet for these type of sandals. Maybe maybe next season. I we'll
1: think, think those ones in particular too for me are a little like. I think they're like slightly too refined. Like, I think I want something with a rounder toe and like, just like something, honestly,
2: more childish. If I'm going to do it, like just dress me like a baby. Or maybe this, that you, if you had the straps feel like more, uh, like less, less symmetrical, less, you know, perpendicular, it might feel more like a woven, and then might have kind of a more rough hewn feel to it. But, um, I feel like, those like, kind of look like Keen sandals at some point, you
1: know? Yeah. Like just hear me. Like One yeah. less strap. That's what I need. Hear yeah. me out. One yeah, less yeah. strap. Space them out a little more.
0: Get that tan line a little bit more. Yeah, let uh, the top
1: of the foot shine a little bit.
0: Well, moving on. We've got uh, at Sunhouse here, North Face Purple Label Mountain Field Pants. So, I, I feel like this is... Uh, Clearly the Kim Possible fit that you alluded to uh, last week, Albert. I, I feel like that's what's happening here. Mm-hmm. Um, that it is based on a 90s trekking pant that's 100% nylon. Um, be honest, I, I'm intrigued by these, and uh, something we'll get into more later, but planning a decent amount of travel coming up, hence the 990s, and uh, considering these as an alternate pair of pants to a pair of jeans. Cosine, what are the what's the pocket situation on them though? Looks like we've got uh, two sides in the front and two buttons in the back.
2: I think like it should have pockets on the legs, you
0: know. You want cargo pockets? You know, we we've got I two in the back. Po-
2: I do really
1: like those.
0: I like these two. They're cool. They aren't that expensive either. They're only one hundred and fifty bucks uh, for purple labels. It's not terrible. Um, I am wondering what the limitations are on the shoes one could wear with this. Because it looks like it has a slightly elasticated cuff and I feel like that sort of limits you to sneakers or sandals. Does
1: it? It looks like that. It looks like it's just a regular cuff to me. Am I crazy? I don't know. Yeah,
0: you're right. You're right. It is a regular cuff.
1: Yeah, I think you're fine. I think you're overthinking this. I think you just wear yeah, them like it, pants.
0: I think I could maybe wear these with my with ropers because uh, that, that's the, the two types of shoes yeah. I'm thinking of taking are 990s and
1: Absolutely, uh, and ropers, relaxed
0: cowboy. Yeah, my uh, my Yucatan, uh, Pedro's. We'll we'll get deeper into this. Okay, in, yeah, uh, we'll <laughs> we'll talk future about future episode. But this is this is sure, where I'm thinking sure. of going. Is, I, I like these. Um, the only difficulty would be trying to avoid open flames because they're 100 percent nylon. Um, but yeah, lightweight, dries quickly, look all right. All right, then we got. Something that I don't think I'm going to co-sign at collection, the unique garment, 13.2 ounce urban. Not great. Type two denim jacket. Don't do that. Which in mean, the type two, I feel like is the, is the better of all of the types, but this, yes. like when people mess with it, it's the one that falls apart the quickest and I don't know what it is about this one. If it's the contrast stitching, if it's the hand pockets, if it's the fact that like the chest pockets look a little bit too tiny, but this looks like it's made to like GI Joe proportions and it it doesn't work for me.
3: I have a feeling it's long too. Yeah. And the hand warmers are bad, obviously.
1: Unbuttoned is a little better. Like, just open in the front. But when that thing is closed, wow. Not a single choice I ride with.
0: Yeah, it doesn't work. And it looks like it's made well. It's, like, good fabric, but just, like, the, the, the lining is decent. The back looks all right. But, I don't know, it just doesn't work for me.
1: Every jacket, everywhere, all at once. Like, what are the choices going? There's so many weird choices happening. Like, it's, like, every choice I, I disagree with, I think, is what's going on. Style, like, stylistically. Why are the pockets so far out there too? Like, why are they underneath the armpits?
0: Yeah. And like, it looks like the sleeves are short on it.
2: I think, I think the body's too long too. Yeah. A type two for when a type two works, it has to be like, I think the body has to be shorter than the arms for a true type two to work. Oh yeah.
0: It has to be like at the belly button for it to yeah. work. But then like, I feel like most people don't know how to style that.
1: Also, no no amount of steam could have flattened those pockets, huh?
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, it's a very wrinkly guy. But yeah, I mean, keep trying unique garment. It seems like it's texture is spiritual, not science, and uh, you'll get there. Mm. It looks like it's made well, and like, it's just the design decisions of it. Sure is unique. It's unique garments. Okay, another one. That I think I, I might, I will co-sign is this Burgess Plus overdyed hoodie, which I'm, I know they're far less practical than the kangaroo pocket. Cause like I have one of the hoodies that has like the two down hand pockets like that and stuff just falls out of it. There's no use for these pockets. Is it the LVC fifties hoodie? No, I've got a uh, John Gluckow hoodie. Fair enough but uh yeah this one just doesn't work like you put something in it and it, you like bend over and your phone falls out or your keys fall out like and you it doesn't really warm your hands either but i am still attracted to them i don't know maybe it's like my toxic fixation on these types of hoodies
1: i think i'm with you though i like the brown better
0: you like the brown
2: oh, i don't like the brown oh you don't like the brown i don't like the no, brown. It's not, it's not dark enough. It's not, it's not, it's, it's in, it's in, it's like, it's, it's in kind of poop territory. It's not far enough in either direction to me.
1: Oh yeah, you're right. That is kind of, but that's like an LVC <laughs> trademark color. I feel like the yellow to me looks like American apparel circa like 2010.
2: Why'd they do shit and piss? Why'd Bergen's <laughs> do shit and piss?
0: <laughs> because I love them. Just car-
1: cartoonish colors, versions of each.
0: <laughs> uh, I know the two designers. I used to see them at the shows. They're the most hilarious, like young Japanese guys that are so earnest and just like think oh. stuff is funny. So they probably did make these literally shit and piss. <laughs> you all want to talk about uh, Levi's Made and Crafted? Let's do it. All right. Here's a new announcement. We got a new lookbook here from the Levi's Made and Crafted Spring Summer '22 is Journey Back to the 1950s Reimagined Takes on the Brand's Heritage Denim Family Label, which, I mean, I think we've talked about Made and Crafted before and how they keep trying, and they've been trying for about 10 years, and it just, like, won't latch on, because it's, like, clothes that are made for, uh, I don't know, like, art directors at mid-size ad firms, and they keep buying it, but it just still doesn't work. And this is inspired Mm -hmm. by the fifties.
1: That one dude looks like a swagged out postal worker. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Right? Yeah. It's like Rick Owens is delivering your mail. (laughs) And the
1: other guy looks like a monk in wit but like also doesn't want to give up the monk thing. You know, he's like, I still want to be kind of monkey, but I also Mm -hmm. now live in Nebraska.
0: Maybe they were inspired by the funky denim monks at uh, the the Trappist (laughs) monks at G star with their denim habits yeah but uh, this is all unisex which as we were talking about before just means like it it fits bad like it's it's pool tarp territory which i feel like is a shame of like it, no one's willing to go like bold with unisex stuff and actually have it fit
1: it doesn't have to be yeah. like chamala makes great stuff and almost all that's cut for unisex it's just like it goes, yeah. starts at 24 and goes up to like thirty six.
0: Yeah, but I can see kind of what they're doing with the shirts because like, oh, you could see this as a dress on someone if, if they just belted it, just belt to, it. To borrow a term. But yeah, the, these like patch pants are kind of interesting, but it looks like. I don't know, they didn't go far enough on it. Some of
1: this isn't bad, but I can just promise you if you like yeah. any
0: of it, wait,
1: it will go on sale. You'll be able to get it yeah. for like somewhere between 20 and 40 percent of its original value.
2: That older uh, lady model is—I love her style. She's kind of the most swaggy of all of them.
0: Mm-hmm. The—it's uh,
3: insane. Angry, angry kind of like, into
0: her look. She looks just like yeah. completely pissed. Which which goes over well in these. <laughs> that one's
1: good. Yeah, that works.
0: Yeah, you mm. like this one? Not for yeah. me,
1: but yeah, sure. It's kind it works like, on her. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah. it's
0: the the male shirt. And look at how low that button ends on the placket.
3: Wow. Oh, yeah, you're going to tear that buttonhole at some point in the life of the shirt. Yeah. What is Maidencrafted? But also,
2: like, what is LVC anymore? What is Levi's? What are we doing?
0: It's It's a licensing company.
2: Yeah,
1: true. Trump Stakes.
0: Exactly. I'm just like, oh... We uh, we come up with ideas and other companies make them for us and we sell them to third parties. Hey, good good work if you can get it.
1: Mm-hmm. You no, know, it's interesting. They got great people working there.
0: Yeah, we got another LVC or another Levi's thing that Nego and uh, Human Made collaborating with Levi's to make what, as you said, Albert looks like a Type One with some Human Made embroidery on the back.
2: Mm-hmm. That said that said though, like any kind of human-made cosign makes me want something. I just felt mm-hmm. like the the pieces in Self Edge that
3: the the human-made outerwear would always go on sale
2: at Self Edge, but it would be so sick. And you know, kind of in it's just so it's I just think it's always so sick. And even when it's like crazy chain stitching and a lot of stuff they'll they make it weird and funny always. And um I would love the full fit, you know.
1: That graphic at the back is really good. Like it's really well done. Again, not for dugout. me, but it is a well done graphic. Like that duck is awesome. Yeah.
2: I mean, I don't really want to type one is kind of the problem with the, the back cinch and everything, but I love I love their stuff and Levi's Japan, I feel like is just doing it better, you know? So I'm sure. I'm sure those that all those pieces are
3: really nice and the fit is good. Um, are they made there? I believe
2: so. Uh,
0: I don't know. Is that right? I mean, they're probably made by Levi's and not by Human Made. I would guess. Right. Yeah. Even though Human Made could probably make better jeans than Levi's, like LVC division. Um, yeah. What do you think the the retail is on these? Is they they aren't out yet. Um, oh,
2: I saw the jacket's like five hundred dollars, and the pants are like almost three.
0: It's not as bad as I expected, but I'm knowing that's like machine and not human embroidery.
2: Yeah, it's a uh, that's yeah, it's a little nutty, but
3: I just you know, I and they charge I love... like three
0: fifty or four hundred for a type one or type two already, right?
3: Mm, true, not crazy. I, mean, I just love human made. Love the tees, love everything. Yeah, I got a uh, pair of
0: socks from them for the sock review. They're not bad. mm -hmm. They've held up pretty well, and they've got embroidery on the socks. I would
2: love more, but it is so logo-heavy that it just feels like you couldn't wear it all the time if you got, like, a jacket or something.
0: Unless you really love burgers. Unless
3: you really love juicy burgers. Or the curry-up one is so good. Mm -hmm. The tea. (laughs) I don't know. They uh, do it well. It's it's sick. Nice. Alright, we got one more? Sure. Uh Albert, you brought up these Adidas. I don't know. I'm always like interested
2: in Adidas that look like you know, whenever you see an old movie and someone's wearing Adidas, they kinda look like this. They don't look like modern Adidas. So I'm always intrigued when they do something that seems, I feel like they have such cool stuff in their archive that they don't really make anymore. And this, I don't know what this is in reference to or what its story is, but I just like love the green and it just seems kind of retro and cool. And I've never actually owned any Adidas,
3: but, um, I would be down. So they
0: seem good. I have a pair of uh, marathon eighties that I got in high school I don't know where they are now, but I still have them that are similar vibes, but have this like weird, like the, the sole like sticks out in the back, the rubber part of it. So you oh. could wear them like they were a ski boot almost, but, uh, similar vibes. But yeah, I agree that the Adidas is sort of abandoned this in terms of, um, the like boost soul basically took over everything.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. My power, like non Yeezy power phases are my daily daily sneaker drivers but I'm terrified because they're about to wear through Mm. damn I'll find something else they don't make those anymore though you have to get the one with the calabasas on the side
0: I don't want that see those small cultural markers they mean everything don't they alright Reed you got on everything or uh, ready to wrap this up let's talk about Nike you want to talk about Nike we don't have to Wait. Right, uh do you have a, a sneaker? You want to talk about our uh Nike No, I was uh, trying to give you a
1: uh, transition.
0: Okay, thank you. So one <laughs> final piece of business here. If you listen to our last episode, uh it's all about how Nike was advertising that they have uh teenagers and uh yeah teenagers making their shoes in many different countries that are age like thirteen, fifteen, seventeen. Apparently that was a data error that uh Jasmine uh, Malik Chua of Sourcing Journal has confirmed that the tween age workers in their factory map was indeed a uh, misupload of uh, data and has since been corrected. And now no country has an average age of less than 20 on the map. Um, so thanks for doing better, Nike. I guess it only took a, a week of us uh, being upset at you. Um, but still kind of unbelievable that this was live for that long without anyone noticing because I imagine at a company like Nike a map, like a, a product like this has at least two people's like full-time job <laughs> is just to maintain this thing. Minimum. But uh, maybe it's not their job anymore. But uh, you can go to manufacturingmap.nikeinc.com to see the supposedly real data now that uh, Nike has made uh, has optimized for our viewing pleasure. That about does it for today. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Albert, we finally got that uh, Lelaborer coming into the shop.
3: Yeah, finally. That should be here soon.
2: Ho- you know, Hopefully by the time that this podcast is out, we will have all that in the store.
0: And yes. um,
2: it may already be gone if it's in the store, so keep your eyes Fingers peeled. Fingers
0: crossed. Fingers yes. crossed for us. Um, and um, well, thank you. more...
2: More good stuff on the way, some new styles, some new old stock gung-ho, hopefully.
0: Yes, coming soon to a heddle shop near you. Um, But thank you very much for listening. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, you want to tell us about the Merino wool and your Allbirds, read what is our email? Blowout
1: at heddles.com.
0: Thank you very much. And thank you for listening. Catch you next week. Bye-bye.